Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. And so today we're going to be talking about uh, receiving of gifts. So ladies, this is for the ladies, married and or single. The Greek word from which we get our English word gift is charis. And that means grace or an undeserved gift. Okay, you got it. A gift is not payment for services rendered. So if a dating partner says to you, single ladies, Hmm. I'll give you X if you will give me Y. (laughs) Come on now. That's an offer. That's not that. Right. Or a deal. It's not a gift. Amen. (laughs) It's also not an expression of love. Instead, it's a bribe. Yeah. Amen. So first things we need to understand, wives, ladies, no matter what status you're in, a gift should have no strings attached. Mm -hmm. Amen. And it should not be used to manipulate. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) People who share the love language of gifts, believe you me, expect that your actions should speak louder than your words. Uh So if you say, I love you, and their love language is gifts, then you need to be showing it through the, the, the action of giving gifts, right? You know that someone that you have to try and rein in their, there's, there's some people you know you have to try to rein in their spending. Those usually are people that not only do they like giving gifts, but their love language is gifts. So always think about this. If it's somebody is doing something, generally whatever it is that they're doing or giving, um, doesn't matter which love language it is, that's generally going to be their primary mm-hmm. love language. And if it's not their primary, it's going to be real close to right. primary, right? right? Like our daughter, she's a big gift giver. Mm-hmm. At Christmas time, you know, when uh, you're all sitting around, you can usually tell someone whose language, love language is gifts. Because they're more excited to see what everybody else is opening right. that they bought. Them. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, ooh, hurry up. Open your gift. I can't wait to see. What, what, you know, I want you to see what I got you. Right? Not that that's Caitlin. I'm just saying. We're just, in general. But this is a person, and she's like this. Our daughter's a big, big giver. This is a person who spends countless hours shopping, trying oh to God. find the perfect that's gift. Right. Not just, you know, it's easy to say, well, I'll go get a gift card. She'll be one to say, I don't want to give a gift card. I want to find something yeah. that's going to speak to that person, mm-hmm. right? That they're going to look at and they're going to want to hold on forever, right? Materialistic gifts could be. Mm-hmm. They could be materialistic. And you might look at someone like that and say, well, they're a pretty materialistic person. But, you know, they get a, gifts get a, get a bad rap. And they get a bad rap because most people think if it's a gift, you have to go spend money. Yeah. And that's not the case. That is not the case. There are five realities to recognize if someone in your life has the language of gifts. So one of the realities is the gift has to be given with the right intention. Mm -hmm. So if you're given a gift that is meant to manipulate, that's not the right intention. If you're given a gift as a means to apologize for some mistreatment or some bad behavior, mm-hmm. that's not the right intention. 
Um, I have a quote here from Dr. Gary Chapman, and it says, a gift is only a gift when given as a general expression of love, not as an effort to cover over past failures. I think we have it on the slide. No, I didn't have a slide. So here's an example of a gift given with the wrong intention. So ladies, <clears throat> married ladies in particular, you buy your husband a lawnmower for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> now, unless, unless he's in the lawn business, <laughs> it's probably not going to be something he was really asking for. See, your motivation was not about something he wanted, but because you've been nagging him to cut the grass. <laughs> That's a selfish gift. That's not given with the right intention. That's right. Amen? So it'd be no different than a husband. I know my husband's going to talk about the husband, but I know this isn't in his notes, so I can say this. It'd be no different than a husband going out and buying his wife a Nintendo Wii. And telling her, oh, baby, if, you know you want to exercise. <gasps> Heavens to Betsy, no. And then you don't understand why your wife is mad. But we're going to play together. Or, but, or, no, that wasn't. <laughs> or, or buying her a crock pot. <laughs> Oh, no, that's, I thought that was a good thing. See, you have to understand, when you give those kinds of gifts, those are selfish intentions. Those aren't, those aren't because that's what they asked for. You know, I didn't go around giving a hint, boy, I sure want a crock pot. I can't. I can't wait to throw some food in the crock pot. <laughs> Oh my goodness. See, <laughs> if you are trying to earn someone's love through a gift, make sure it's not with ulterior, ulterior motives. Yeah. Because if you have ulterior motives, you'll have ulterior setbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the second one. Gifts don't have to have a high price tag. That's right. Amen. I don't know if you understand, sometimes, and, and I know we, we're going to talk about quality time, and sometimes some of these love languages kind of morph into each other. But let me tell you something. Do you realize that a gift can be the gift of someone's physical presence? If you have someone that works a lot, or that um, you know they just don't have an enormous amount of time, right. but they take the special time out to do something special for you or to support you. Let's say you have a death in the family, mm -hmm. and your husband, uh, ladies, takes the time out to uh, out of a very big. They have a very very challenging job and a very challenging schedule, but they take the time out to spend it with you. There was a story in one of Do in Dr. Chapman's book is about a lady, and. Um, uh, she had a very challenging job, and she had a very um, unappreciating manager. And her husband had a death in his family. Mm -hmm. And so he really wanted her to come 
and be with him while he was going through this difficult time. And the manager said to her, if you leave and go, because she was only going to give her a couple of hours to go to the funeral. She says, if you leave and you're gone the whole day, you might not have a job when you come back. Mm -hmm. But this lady, because of, of her understanding her husband's love language, and because her physical presence as a gift to him was very important, she said, well, if I don't have a job, I just yeah. don't have a job. Yep. Ultimately, what ended up happening was the manager left, and she got the manager's job. Amen. So see, God can open up a door. Your marriage, especially if you're in a marriage, should become your first priority. Amen. Not a job. I hate to say this, not even children. Say that one more time. Not even children. Your children are a blessing that God has given you to raise up in the admonition of him. That's not even for you. You know, there was a situation where uh, someone was dating, and it was their first date, and they yeah. went to a ball game. And, and, and when they were at the ball game, someone, the, one of the players hit a home run, and the guy caught it. Yeah. Never caught a home run before in his life. Right. He was excited. So after the date was over, the young lady, she was in college one day in her dorm room. She opened up the door and there was the ball inside a beautiful little display Mm -hmm. case with a note that said, I never caught a fly ball before. It was my first time, but it was second to the fact of who I spent it with for the first time. <laughs> Did that ball cost him much? Probably the most he spent for was whatever he put it in, right? They got married two years later, and 15 years down the road, she still had that ball. Yeah, that's something. Because it was a gift yeah. given out of total love with no expectation. Yes. When your love language is gifts, it doesn't matter. It can be the smallest thing. Um, And I will tell you, and Caitlin hates for us to talk about her, but one of her love languages is (laughs) gifts. And I used to travel uh, when she was really young. And whenever I would come back home, I always brought her something. Mm -hmm. And it didn't have to be anything big. But when I came through that door. Oh, my goodness. As soon as she saw me, you know what she said? What'd you bring me? (laughs) The hug came later, but she wanted. So you have to know what motivates Mm -hmm. your partner. If they're walking around saying, gosh, you know, it'd be nice to have such and such, or, or, or they make little innuendos, you have to listen. Saints, this is where the problem is with marriage. We don't listen to one another. Mm-hmm. And we, they're t- we're talking, but we're not listening. And because we're not listening, then we don't understand what their love language is. And it doesn't take much. There was a couple that was, um, their marriage was falling apart. And this man was very rigid, and he was all about structure and schedules. And they'd gotten married. Before they got married, he was always giving yeah. his wife gifts. Mm-hmm. After they got married and children come along, yeah. right? He, he's just all about structure and, yeah. and, and, and schedules and work. And he stopped bringing her the gifts. And, and her love tank was totally empty. Mm. 
And she was at her wit's end. They ended up going to a seminar that Dr. Chapman put on, and he started explaining the love languages. And so she didn't think much about it. The next week after the seminar, her husband came home one day, and he had a single rose. You know what that did to her? Well, first it made her suspicious. <laughs> and she's wondering, uh, okay, this is nice. Mm -hmm. Next day he called and he said, would you like to have pizza? Would you like me to bring home pizza for the, mm -hmm. you and the kids? And she's like, sure. Yeah, right. right. Next night it was something else. The next night it was something else. So they actually, they, I don't know what happened, they went back to a seminar and they got a chance to talk to Dr. Chapman and then she said, you know, after we were at that seminar, oh, my husband started acting kind of strange. He's, he's bringing home these gifts, you know, every day is something, but it was nothing big, it was just something, or, or he would call and he said, get a babysitter tonight, I want to take you out, to, get a babysitter for tomorrow, I want to take you out for a date. Mm. That was the gift of what? His presence, yeah. his physical presence. So they... She said, what is it? And Dr. Chapman looked at him and said, well, what's going on? And he said, I listened. Before I got married, I realized that my, my wife's love language was gifts mm -hmm. after listening to you. Yeah. He said, and so how did your wife respond? He said, her whole attitude started yeah. changing. Amen. He said, well, what is your love language? Well, his was acts of service. He said, well, is your love thankful? He said, so she always feels mine. I wasn't feeling hers. But now their marriage was clicking on all cylinders yeah. because he started to understand. Three years later, he was still doing it. He couldn't bring home a gift every day, but he was doing something every week. Husbands and wives, if your spouse's love language is gifts, it doesn't have to be much. A gift can be preparing your husband's favorite meal. Correct. I know my husband loves meatloaf. When I, boy, when I make meatloaf, boy, he just gets all excited. Meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Hey! But I just want you to understand, you don't have to go out and spend a boatload of money on a gift. That's right. It can be a gesture. It can be a homemade car. You might say, well, I'm broke as a joke. You know what? <laughs> Go pull a piece of paper out the, <laughs> out the trash. Cut out a heart. Put I love you. I'm, I'm, you know, it doesn't take much for someone whose love trash. language is gifts. <laughs> All righty then. Surprises speak volumes. <laughs> Amen. So, okay, so you know your, your spouse's love language is gifts. Well, don't go say, what would you like me to buy you today? Right. There's no element of surprise. They want to be surprised. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, 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 if you're a hard person to buy for, and it's a holiday <laughs> or a birthday, then do this. Give them a list. And let them pick off of that list. At least then there's still an element of surprise. But don't just, uh, husbands or wives, don't just go up and say, uh, what do you want? Because <laughs> I don't know. All right. And then when you get something that they don't want, then they feel, una, you know, you're, you're feeling like they're not appreciative. Remember, these are the five realities, okay? 
Timing is everything. Mm-mm. So like I said, if, you, if you've had a bad argument, giving them a gift right now is not the right time. Right. <laughs> Michelle said it depends on what it is. <laughs> Well, I'll give you, I'll give the singles an example. So you're dating someone and you've been dating them for three months and now you think you're in love. And so you believe that maybe this person, you know, you want to give this person a nice gift. So you go buy an expensive gift because you love this person and you want to show them how much you're beginning to care Mm, about them. Yeah. And the person is hesitant to accept it. And you don't understand why. Because the timing is wrong. Your heart is in one place and their heart is in another. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that down the road, maybe give them six more months, that they might be able to uh, appreciate and desire that gift, uh, a more expensive gift. But you have to understand timing. Right when you're dealing with the idea of giving gifts or even even receiving gifts, right? And just so that you understand, some of the greatest gifts come unwrapped. Mm. Praise I the gave Lord. You great, I gave you some great examples. Dinner, your time, right? Those things you can't wrap. Just remember this. The other side of this, is to remember something that you need to remember is whatever you do when you're dating, Come on now. you know what I'm going to say, Diane? Yes, you got to keep on doing after you're married. Husbands and wives. If you physical before you get date- married, you better stay physical after. If you giving gifts before you get married, you better continue to give gifts after. If you're passing out words of affirmation, this, this hits all areas. If you're passing areas, out words yeah. of affirmation before you marry, well, those words of affirmation should continue afterwards. You, there is nothing you should do before you're married that you are not willing to continue. Now, I will say, if you say to me, well, I don't really know how to give gifts. You know, I, my, we weren't gift givers. I don't understand. Then you need to learn a new language right now. And that is the language of giving gifts. If you say, well, I'm a saver and I, you know, mm-hmm. just I, I don't I don't really like spending money, then you need to get a new attitude about money. And I'm not saying don't save saints. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But what I am saying is that it doesn't take a lot to satisfy your spouse. Amen. <laughs> This church is crazy. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Investing in loving your spouse is like investing in blue chip stocks. Who knows about blue chip stocks? They're good. And they gain and they continue to grow in value. So if you're investing in your spouse properly, if there's, whether it's love language, words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, it doesn't matter. If you are investing in your spouse, then you are increasing mm-hmm. the value of your relationship. Amen. 
All right. Elaine pretty much covered I don't have a whole lot for the men <laughs> because pretty much you can just flip the script and it applies uh, from a male's perspective as well. Um, earlier, she talked about the word gift being the Greek word kairos, right? But I don't know if you know this, that's also the same word for grace. It's the same word for grace. So gift and grace are the same word, right? Kairos. So it's, it's an undeserved gift. So a true gift is not payment for services rendered. Rather, it is an expression of love for the individual and is freely given by the donor. So notice it says it's an expression of love. You're not trying to get, give something to get something. You actually, basically, you, you don't want to put the cart before the horse, right? So the cart is gifts. The horse is love. Mm. Love should always be in front of the gift because if you're motivated by love, then it will come across with the right heart. But if you're motivated by gifts, you can give a gift with wrong intentions. Yeah. Right? And so that's why you don't want to put the cart before the horse. Um, just giving your spouse or girlfriend a gift doesn't prove that you love them. That's right. Anybody can give a gift. You, you can be a, you can, a stranger can give you a gift. Right? But just know if a stranger gives you a rose, they're going to want some money. We learned that. In, we sure did. We, we learned, learned that, that in Barcelona. Streets, on the streets. Uh-uh. Started one time. Somebody gave me a rose, and then he came up. He said, you got a dollar. Yeah. But no, we were, we were at a restaurant in Barcelona. Oh, yeah. And Melissa might remember this. And the guy came up with a rose. Oh, yeah. And he just stood there. And I was like, well, thank you, bro. <laughs> uh, does he not know English? Uh, so Dinero, he, he, then, he, then he started doing this. I'm like, well, shoot, bro, if I had known that, I would have just let you keep your little roses, right? And so it, it give a gift, it doesn't mean that he loved us, right? That doesn't prove anything, right? Let me just, let me share this. Like I said, I don't have many slides for the guys because we can just flip this thing. Uh, he is not trying to earn his wife's affection by buying her expensive gifts. He's expressing what is in his heart in the way she experiences love most um, intensely. So, in other words, guys, this should never be um, something that you do to get something out of your wife or to appease her in any way. If your wife's love language, I'm talking about this is her dominant language, then this is truly what fills her love, love, her love tank, then you're going to have to do it with the right intentions, right? And like Elaine said, it doesn't take uh, a whole lot to do this. Um, you, for a woman like this, her aim is not to amass a collection of valuables, but just like the story that Elaine told about the baseball, it's for, if that's your primary gift, you actually want to have something to look at that you can see how much love that that particular person gives to you based on the gifts that they can see. They will collect stuff. They will see it like she had this baseball for years. So it's not to amass a lot of things. It's just to have things to show while wow, he truly loves me or while wow, she truly loves me. Does that make sense? And so that, that's what this is all about. Now, I know we can, usually when you talk about things like this, we want to make sure that we keep it in balance because Elaine mentioned the word materialism, and that's the first place people sometimes go when they're thinking 
in the world, or another one I can get ghetto, and they call it gold digging. So don't want to be a gold digging woman. We know what that is, right? Y'all know what a gold digger There's is? There's gold digging men, too. There's some gold digging men. There's some gold digging men's. And so, so we got, you got to make sure that this is not the intent that we're talking about. We're really talking about that this is that man's or that woman's true love language, and you know that. So that means that you can give things to them, and they're going to take it in the right light if it's giving in the right tone. Amen? And so that's what we're talking about here. So Elaine also alluded to physical presence, and I think this is, this is, very, uh, this is very important because um, this is the one gift that you can give, and it's called self. Now, this gift also, um, it, it morphs into uh, quality time as well. Because when you give of yourself, you can give yourself as a gift, but that also goes into uh, quality time. You don't ever just go out to buy something for your wife without first thinking about her. I, I don't think anybody, I don't, I don't know if you have been able to, tr to trick your brain, but if you're going to buy something for someone, you must be thinking about that person. Right? So the gift is a symbol of that thought. You took time out of your day to go get something special for me. I think that's awesome. Now, now, gifts is not my primary, but Elaine always gives me gifts. She's always surprising me with stuff. Now, it's harder for me to surprise her because she, she looks into so much. Uh, I didn't say that. But she is very inquisitive. So it's a little harder for me because, and as she works from home, so I can't, if I get a delivery at home, you know what I'm saying? It, I, I'm going to have to start delivering stuff somewhere else. So, uh, so it's, I, I want to do things like that, but if I buy stuff like flowers, and I tend not to buy flowers on Valentine's Day and stuff like that. I, I want to buy flowers when ain't nobody else buying them, right? So do different things like that. Uh, surely that, that is one of her top things is gifts right? And acts of service. And so uh, I want to make sure that I do little things for her. But like she said, sometimes it doesn't take uh, a lot of money to do these things, guys. And, 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 and uh, let, me, let me just get into this because for the fellows that say, you know, uh, my family wasn't very affectionate. I don't even know how to show affection. We didn't have much when we grew up because we, we were an under-resourced family at the time I grew up and we didn't have much. Um, well, are, are you still in that condition now? I pretty much think that everybody in here, you're probably working. You have a job, right? Is there anybody here that does not have a job? Okay, so we got to pray for you two to get jobs. If you want a job. Right, if you want one. But if you, you don't want one. If you retire, <laughs> you're already getting a check. So, right. so I'm talking about you just, nobody here, are you living on the streets? then you're not under-resourced, right? And so it doesn't take much, $5 to get something, right? And so what we're saying here is not the elaborate gifts or sometimes that, that, that's for a person that that's their love language, the elaborate gifts is not what they really want anyway. What they want is the thought behind the gift, right? Amen? And so let me just give you these ways and then we'll go to the next one. Um, when, you, when you go to a wedding, there's always a gift given at every wedding. I don't care where you go. 
there's always going to be a particular gift that's going to be given. What is that? What is it? It's the ring. <laughs> I want to go to your, I want to go to the kind of weddings you go to. <laughs> One of the mob weddings. <laughs> they bring bags of money. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Don't go to too many banks with it, though. So, um, so we're talking about the rings, right? The rings are, uh, is that expression of love because rings, they don't, it doesn't have an end point so that your love should always be continuous, right? But the man just don't give it to the woman, right? Usually, now to change your stuff up, now the woman is asking the man to be married. And so, but they got a lot of this stupid mess going on now, this mixture, that now the woman is giving the ring to the man. Okay, so y'all hadn't seen that, huh? So y'all looking at me. Oh, okay, all right. So there's a gesture there that the woman gets a ring from the man, the man gets a ring from the woman. Those are considered gifts. And it's usually with every wedding, and it is a symbol of your love for one another. For one another. And the rings are the outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual bond. Right? So that's gifts. Somebody say gifts. We all, we, we go ahead. So in a situation when a family is breaking up and a woman throws the rings at a man, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't do that. You hold on to the rings. <laughs> but you throw the rings, then that, that, that is a breaking of that bond. And it's very painful because that was a gift that was given through emotional uh, love, right? Okay, and so I'm going to talk about these, these final ways to express uh, uh, gift giving. Uh, keep an eye out for spontaneous, unexpected gifts that you can do. Uh, it doesn't take much, but it can be un spontaneous and unexpected. Uh, it can be anything from flowers to crafts to favorite foods or even activities. Um, you know, just, just, just hanging out with one another. I know, um, it, again... Sometimes gifts giving can also be combined with um, uh, um, um, quality time. And I think about you two because you guys did uh, archering one time. And I, and I said, man, that might be pretty cool for us to do because it was a gift for one another. But also you spent that quality time with one another. And I thought that was so, so uh, you know, appropriate to talk about right now. So both they had two things going on at the same time, but they're filling each other's love tank. Amen. And so the other thing here is uh, uh, gift homemade coupon, coupons for uh, services like car washes, specific errands, uh, massages, uh, or whatever she desires at the moment. So uh, and that, that desire at the moment, that's one of those you save for, for the sitter. So um, and then that, we're talking about married couples now, not, not single, we're talking about married couples. And so you can make your own little handmade cards. But have something in there, you know, it's a service rendered. Right? Oh, the little, what? The little popsicle sticks. Yeah, Go the ahead. popsicles. Yeah, Caitlin had made it for us. And it was a little container, just a little mason jar with different colored popsicle sticks in it. And each one had uh, something that we could do. So you pull it out and whatever's on that, that stick. It was a gift. And what was on those sticks actually encompass probably the, the almost all five love languages. Mm. 
if you look at this gift, uh, handmade coupons, services like car washes, that's actually what? Acts of service. Mm -hmm. Massages. Touch. But if he's doing it or she's doing it, then it then not only is acts of service and physical touch, but it's also a gift of their time. Yeah. So you see how all of this can morph into each other? Yeah. So the other one I talked about, I thought about was uh, if she's taking a trip, uh, if you have a spouse that travels, how to look gifted in luggage, you know? So yeah, or lunchbox, uh, things like that. It doesn't take much to really make someone's day. And then the last one uh, that I just, I thought I had four. You do. Did the fourth one not come up? Oh no, I missed that fourth one. So I'm gonna just share the fourth one with you. Um, if she has a, a rough week or lost a family member, uh, Elaine talked about this, or or she has a friend that just got a bad report. Um, sometimes just gifting yourself to them at that moment uh, for some relief and some comfort uh, can hit too, because that's still that quality time, and it can be physical touch. But you're also gifting yourself because maybe you had something else that you wanted to do, but you see that this is this is going to be more appropriate for you just to be with her at that particular time because now she's very vulnerable. Um, about what's going on, and you're there to comfort her. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go right into children, and this 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 is this is not gonna be long at all because um, I, I think for kids it's it's <laughs> it's pretty interesting. One way to build anticipation in your child uh, is not just giving them a gift, but wrapping it up and expressing the other languages as he or she is opening it up. So that's like what Elaine talked about with Caitlin. Uh, building up that anticipation for a child, just not just giving them what they want uh, or every time they want something, you give them something. But you know when it's appropriate to give your child something, right? Um, and sometimes we might just, might just give it to them. But what if you wrap it? You know, because usually a child gets very excited about uh, unwrapping a gift. But we also want to use wisdom. And then let me give you some wisdom, some wisdom here. Uh, just sip, some things that I thought about. How durable is that gift? So you just can't give everything to every child because some, some things are just not durable. Some things are not safe, right? Um, and so what message does that game communicate, right? This is more on the video game side. What messages, when that child sees uh, someone can rob somebody mm -mm. or steal somebody's car <coughs> or, shoot, or shoot someone, and it's okay because you get the more people you shoot, the more points you get. Well, for, for a child, and as we have seen in the world today for adults, uh, people, how do you change from that theory to reality? Because in reality, if taking a, a life in that game is simple, it's, it's nothing to it. And then when you get into real life, how do you, you know, you, you, you change from, you've been desensitized. Let me, that's the word I want to use from killing, blood, all of that stabbing, all of that stuff. So it's easier to be done in the real world. So, yeah, they might want that game, uh, but you need to, you need to make sure you, you do the game first. Mm -hmm. Make sure you understand what's in that game. What's, what is that game communicating to your child? Is there foul language in that game? Because it ain't going to be long. As soon as you walk up in that room, <laughs> they're going to use the same language they've been hearing in that game. And you're going to say, well, where do you get that from? Nowhere. Well, you gave them the game, parent. 
Right? So it's hard to get mad at them for something you gave them. Uh, you can't use gifts as a substitute for the other languages, right? So please don't do that. If you know your child is quality time, don't just give them a gift. They want to be with you. You know, this is a, one of the problems a lot of dads have who are, their, their whole career is their love. So they work all the time. So the first thing they want to do is buy the kid something or buy the wife something. You haven't been home in three months. So you come home with all these gifts and she's looking at you like you're crazy. Why? Because she wants you. She don't want all those gifts, right? Unless that's her primary love language, but even then, you're not even giving it in the right way, right? And so let's just make sure adult or our children, uh, teenagers, let's make sure that we don't substitute gifts for um, another language. So we're talking about children, but that takes us right into teens. Parents, we sometimes find ourselves in the position of giving gifts to our teens to what? Get them to do something mm -hmm. or to reward them for something they've already done. Right. And sometimes we find ourselves giving gifts to teens and it's a reward for bad behavior, just like for children. And when you reward bad behavior, then that behavior does not change. Matter of fact, I can guarantee you the behavior will get worse. This is not gift giving at all, but bartering or <laughs> yeah. deal making. Yeah. Just like I talked earlier, but we're now referring to children and to teens. Real gifts should be given to express emotional love. And children mm -hmm. will know the difference between emotional love and a gift that you're giving just right. to get them to do something. And these emotional messages are enhanced when attention is given to the ceremony accompanying the passing of the gift. So they want ceremony too. If you're doing something, especially for a teen, you know, they, it's, it's nice if you do something when the family is around, right. in a family environment. Because for a teen, remember, we're getting back to identity. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to understand who they are. Right. They're already sometimes rebellious. And so this is just another way to affirm them in a different manner if their love language is the love language of gifts. We have to be careful that our giving of gifts does not create an entitlement mentality. Mm. And that's where our kids are today. Right. Yeah. We as parents, and I look around here, most of us in here are probably well enough off that we can give our kids most everything they ask yeah. for. So your child asks you for Michael Jordan tennis shoes. Right? <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> here's how, here's how you negative. create a sense of mentality. So you take them to the mall, you buy them the Michael Jordan tennis shoes, they put them on their feet, they go on about their business, no big deal. Then the next time they ask for something like that, you take them, you go buy them, they do whatever they're going to do with it, no big deal. That starts to create that sense of entitlement, like, yeah. well, hey, all yeah. I got to do is say I want it, yeah. and if I want it, I'm going to get it. Right. So you have to be very, very careful because it can start from small ones all the way up, right? You have to teach them not to have that sense of entitlement. And sometimes what you can do is if they, you hear them asking for the Michael Jordans, wait till a special time, buy the Michael Jordans, wrap them up, mm -hmm. right? Don't just give them to them because immediately yeah. they say, I want, and right. immediately you, you go get. Wrap them up and make an event out of it, a ceremony out of presenting these. 
so that then there's a higher level of appreciation mm -hmm. and they will take care of it better too. Cause you know, I've seen some of these kids, they got Michael Jordan and Steph Curry and, and everybody else, right? And the tennis shoes are strewn all over the bedroom, under the bed and yeah. you know, everywhere because they have no level of appreciation for what you have given That's them. Right. Because they have this sense of, mental, of entitlement. entitlement. So you need to make them appreciate the value of things. Mm -hmm. What about when we want to give money? Because, <laughs> you know, money is always a big deal. You do, your, you do your chores, I'm going to pay you. That's not a gift. It is not a gift. <laughs> That's a job. Now, we do need to teach them about how to understand you work to get paid. That's right. That's responsibility. You know work, you know pay. Right? Right? Amen. Here's an issue. If they know work and you still pay, what are you doing? You're creating a sense of entitlement. entitlement. Yeah. So you need to encourage your team to work for money. One of the things that we as parents today do, most of our 16-year-olds, most of them, I will say, get a car. They get their license, and what do they want? They want a car. I've seen, I've seen single parents break their necks to try to pay yep. for this car, and the child is not appreciative. Why? Because up until that point, they've never taught them the value of anything. Mm -hmm. They've had this sense of entitlement. When we bought Caitlin a car, we did. We were one of those parents. We bought her a car at 16 because I was tired of carrying her around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, I need to it. be here. Daddy, I need to go there. And we only had one. I'm going to tell you, I feel bad for you all. Yeah. Some of you all that have two, two and three, three and four. Oh, my God. You know, uh, I, could, I couldn't do it. That's not me. <laughs> but the point is, she was, she, we had raised her and she was yeah. responsible. And that's something you have to know about your children. Are they responsible to be behind the wheel? That is a vehicle that costs tons, pounds, lots of, lots of, lots of pounds, that if they are not responsible, they're going to hurt somebody or, or themselves. themselves. Yeah. Yep. But if you give them that vehicle, what responsibility are you going to give them to make sure they understand and appreciate it? That's not just free money. I mean, you know, her first car didn't cost that much, but that was still a lot of money for us. Mm -hmm. So you know what? You have to have a job. Yes. Or you got to figure out some yep. kind of way to put gas, put gas in, it. in it. We didn't make her pay for insurance, but if that's your desire, then you know what? Yeah. Gas and insurance. But it teaches them responsibility. But it teaches them responsibility. And how to take care of the things that right. you give them because nothing is free, right? And so it just, it, it allows them to value some of these things. So as they are growing up, they won't go in with this entitlement mentality like, I know my parents are just going to get it for me anyway, but it really doesn't incentivize them to do better. They won't be incentivized to do better in school to make better grades, or even even go to college. And so you, you just heard recently about some of these parents who paid for their kids to get in school because they're rich. And, uh, but those kids are entitled kids. I mean, one of them kid came on, just told everybody on Instagram that she really don't want to go to school. She deserved but a party. But she got into a, a, a top-level school because her parents uh, have entitled her.
that way. And but they all got caught in this. Right. So we want to make sure that we instill those responsibilities in our kids. Give money with a specific reason in mind. Right. It could be to save it. Mm -hmm. It could be they have a sports camp they want to attend. Right. It could be um, they want a concert. They have a concert they want to go to or they have something that they have to pay at school. Give them money with that specific reason in mind. So just passing out money, saints, is not the right way to, right. to, to, to give to our children. I mean, we're, we're fortunate. We're very blessed. I can look around here. I can look at our children. We're blessed. But we have to teach them the value. Because, see, God gives us good gifts, too. Mm -hmm. But there is a, there is <laughs> a requirement and a There's condition a, yeah. behind some of those gifts. Mm -hmm. So, see, that takes me to my next point. When gifts are given as a substitute for genuine love, the teenager will see them as shallow counterfeits. Mm -hmm. You have a, a, a father mm -hmm. who maybe isn't a part of your child's life, that they see the child every now and then. And so every time they see the child, instead of spending time with their kids, they're just showering them with gifts. Whatever, yeah. Right? But that child, especially a teenager, a little one, isn't going to really, they're just going to be, ooh, I got a toy, I got a gift. But as they grow yeah. older and they become teens and they're maturing in their thought process, that gift is, is a shallow mm -hmm. counterfeit gift because that's not what they're desiring. Yeah. Even if their love language is gifts, they know that gift was not given with the emotional love that was, should have right. been attached to it. See, that's what makes the difference between just giving them something and giving them a gift that they're going to value. God, however, mm. we're going to wrap this up. Wrap it up. Let's bring it home. He is the ultimate gift giver. Mm -hmm. All of you are in here breathing. Why? Because of the gift of yeah. God's love. Mm -hmm. Because of his grace. Because he allowed us to be here this morning. He Amen. allowed us to wake up. If you walk through those doors, he allowed you to walk through the door. See, that's a gift. Whether you want to accept it or not, mm -hmm. it is God's gift. Romans, I mean, they're all throughout yeah. Scripture. Guys, I could probably, I mean, I think I looked in, 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 when I was looking this up, there were probably a hundred different Scriptures that yes. talked about God's gift. Romans 6.23 talks about, for the wages of sin is death, but the free, free gift, gift of God is eternal, eternal life, life in Jesus. Christ. Salvation is that free gift mm. of God. See, God understands our love languages. He has it all throughout his word. That's right. He speaks to us. He gives us. He speaks to us about his time. He speaks to us about his physical touch. He speaks to us about his admiration for us. He speaks to us about the gifts yes. that he's given us. Mm -hmm. John 6, 20, 32 says, Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses hmm. who has given you the bread of heaven. But it is my Father who gives you the, the true, true bread, bread out of heaven. The true bread. What is the true bread? Amen. The Word. His Son. God has given us the best gifts ever. Ephesians 4.11. Mm -hmm. And he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists. <laughs> and some as pastors and, and teachers. teachers. He gave those to us. But it's your 
free will that allows you to accept them. If you are a person who loves gifts, this means everything to you. <laughs> if gifts aren't your thing, maybe this doesn't mean as much to you. But I'm going to tell you what, God knows how to give gifts. Amen. His gifts are never given because we, we deserve, deserve them. them. Praise God. But we don't deserve them. <laughs> God gives his gifts to us as his expression of his love for us. You know, Matthew says, if ye then, being evil, know how, how to, to give, give good, good gifts, gifts to your children, how much, How much more, more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good gifts to them that ask him? You know, he says, seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be answered unto you, right? Because if you ask God, he's going to give you a good gift. Mm -hmm. He's already given us the best gift we could ever receive in our lives. And yeah. that was the gift of his son, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus hung on a nasty, dirty cross, was ripped to pieces and shreds. He gave his life as a gift so that we could have eternal life. Mm -hmm. What kind of gift is that? Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in India Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 28079, or on the web, c3churchnc.org, or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org.